1: The Power of the Process. That's today on Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman. Whether we like it or not, our lives are one of process, one of... Growing from grace to grace, and one that takes time. As much as we'd like to have it all and have it all right now, it's just not going to happen. And God has a purpose and a reason for it all. Hi, and welcome to Times of Refreshing, the ministry of the well, a Christian community here in Livermore, California. Pastor Napoleon Kaufman returns us to Luke chapter fourteen today. That's where we catch up with him as we take a look at this message called "The Power of the Process." Once again, now here's Pastor Napoleon.
2: He says in verse thirty-two, "Or else, while the other's still a great way off, he sends the delegation and asks conditions of peace. So likewise, whoever you does not forsake all that he has." Cannot be my disciple. This is a part of the process. Prioritize. And count the cost. Amen. Romans chapter 4. Let's go to Romans chapter 4. Because here's another. Area of revelation that's going to help us. To see that walking with God. Is a process. And there's a process. To obtaining the goals. That God has set for us. And even goals that we just naturally have there's always a process but we got to prioritize God and we have to make sure that we have truly counted the cost now we're going to take a look at in two passages of scripture at the life of Abraham because here is a man who also God made promises to created within his mind a goal but then there was a process to obtaining that goal It says in verse 13, I mean Romans chapter 4, Romans chapter 4 verse 13. It says, for the promise that he, Abraham, would be the heir of the world was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. For if those who are of the law are heirs, faith is made void and the promise made of no effect. Because the law brings about wrath, for where there is no law, there is no transgression. Therefore, it is of faith that it might be according to grace, so that the promise might be sure to all the seed, not only to those who are of the law of Moses, but also to those who are of faith of Abraham, who is there of us all. I want to stop right here. The thing that is beautiful, the scripture says... That the law, the law was a schoolmaster to bring us to Christ. God took the law and he gave it to Moses. He gave him the ceremonial law. He gave him the civil law. He gave him the moral law. And within those within those laws, there were certain requirements and rules and things. And, and, and the people of God had an obligation in their own strength to live up to the standard that God was set. Now... The thing that's beautiful is this. When Christ came, Christ came and he did not come to abolish the law, he came to fulfill the law in bodily form. And so, when it comes to the moral aspects of the law, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness, thou shalt have no other God before me. These are the, the, the commands that God is still looking for his people to live up to from a moral standpoint and now, because we're not under law but under grace, He empowers us through His grace to meet those standards. What the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh, God did by sending His Son Jesus Christ to empower us to live up to the standard that He has established. From a ceremonial standpoint, those things were abolished, and the Bible says that they were abolished. But from a moral standpoint, Jesus reiterated these same laws and in some cases took it to a whole nother level. If you've been in Wednesday night Bible study, we've been talking about this. The Bible, he he says it very clearly. He that looks upon a woman to lust after her has already committed adultery in his heart. So he took the standard and upped it. But then he says, that's Okay. I'm going to give you the power to meet my standard by the power of my spirit. Can I have an amen? And so what happens was when Moses, and I like this distinction, God gave the promise and he, he did not give Abraham the promise according to the law of Moses. Abraham became, came before Moses. He gave it through through faith, which was a a type of a shadow of what was to come through Christ. But the thing that we have to realize, it doesn't mean that we're lawless now. It just means that the power that we use to meet God's standard is not of us. It is all of God so that God gets all the glory. Can I have an amen? And so he says here, look what he says here. He says in verse 16, Therefore it is a faith that it might be according to grace. So that the promise might be sure to all the seed. Not only to those who are of the law of Moses, the Jews. But also to those who are of faith of Abraham, the Gentiles. Who is the father of us all, both Jew and Gentiles. He says in verse 17, as it is written. I have made you a father of many nations. In the presence of him whom he believed. God who gives life To the dead and cause those things which do not exist as though they did. Who contrary to hope and hope believed. So that he, Abraham, became the father of many nations. Not only just the Jews, but also the Gentiles who come to Christ through faith. So shall your descendants be. Now look at verse 19. This is what I wanted to get to. And not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body. Already dead since he was about a hundred years old and the deadness of Sarah's womb. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in what faith, giving glory to God. And being fully convinced that what he had promised, he was also able to perform. Therefore, it was accounted to him for righteousness Now, it was not written for his sake alone that it was imputed to him, but also for us. It shall be imputed to us who believe in him, who raised up Jesus, our Lord from the dead, who has delivered up, who was delivered up because of our offenses and was raised because of our justification. Powerful. Write down the word faith. I have to have priorities in place. God is my priority. No one comes before him. Number 2, I have to count the cost. And there's a cost associated with the process, the steps that God is taking me through. The steps that God has me on to get to my goal, there I have to count the cost. But in the midst of it, I also have to maintain a lifestyle of faith. If you and I are going to obtain our goals, We have to love the process and commit to the process and release our faith also during the process. Because sometimes what you're seeing with your natural eyes is going to be totally contrary to the promise that God made you. And if you lose sight of the faith, just like Abraham, he said he did not consider the deadness, his own deadness, And the condition of Sarah's womb. He said he didn't look at that. What he kept his eyes on was the promise. And he was willing to embrace the process. This process almost cost him his life. This process almost got Abraham's wife taken from him. Because when his circumstances appeared contrary to what God had promised. He thought that he had to make something happen. And sometimes it's the same thing with us. Stick with the process, commit to the process, understand the priorities and make sure that you stay in tune with the cost that's associated and don't flip out. Stay in faith. Yeah. Can I have an amen? Yeah. Stay in faith because your faith is going to keep you anchored. It's going to keep you anchored when you feel like everything is totally against what God said. I'm not seeing it, Pastor. I've been out here in this wilderness for years. And I, it's not coming to pass. And what and and we start to start to talk ourselves out of the blessing. Because we're committed to the goal. I want to get to that promised land, but we're not committed to the process. The process is what's making you the process is what's developing you. The process is what's preparing you. And the process is what's stabilizing you. And the process is gonna make you strong. And the process is gonna heal you. And the process is gonna kill some things in you. The process is what God is using. Yeah. Commit yourself to the process. What woman in this room that that and it's amazing because it's it's having babies is a process. I watched my wife. And I watched some of y'all in this church waddle all up in here. <laughs> and there are days you're like, Lord, set me free. But you, you went through the process. And you gave birth to something. And to someone. Something. <laughs> no, you gave birth to someone. <laughs> You gave birth to someone. (laughs) And it's the same thing in your life. The process is what's making you. The process is what's causing something to grow and mature in you. But for a lot of people, unlike Abraham, they don't stay and get strengthened in their faith in the midst of it. If we're going to go through the process, saints, stay in faith. And embrace this aspect of what God is doing in your life. And we see the the fullness of it. We see what God ultimately did. Not only just for the children of Israel. What he's done for us as saints. We can call Abraham father through faith. Because the same faith that he used to get through. Is the same faith that we use to get through. And to be sustained as we walk with Jesus Christ. Amen. Let's go to. Hebrews chapter 6. Hebrews chapter 6. So we, we prioritize God. We count the cost. And we stay in faith. Even the same faith that Abraham used. But look at this. Hebrews chapter 6 verse 13. 13 on down to 18. It says in verse 13. For when God made promise to Abraham... Because he could swear by no one greater, he swore by himself. Saying, surely, blessing I will bless you, and multiplying I will multiply you. And so after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. For men indeed swear by the greater. And an oath for confirmation is for them an end of all disputes. Thus God, determining to show more abundantly to the heirs of promise the immutability of his counsel, confirmed it by an oath that by two immutable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, we might have strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold of the hope that is set before us. Powerful. The next thing we need is patience. The process also involves patience. We prioritize. We count the cost. We consider that there's, there's things that God's going to work out in our lives. And we release our faith as we're going through the process. And we understand the power of this process. We release our faith. And then the next thing is, is we arrive at a place called patience. Ooh, that's the tough one. When well, we learn to take our hands off of the steering wheel and to wait on God, the goal is great, but saints, are you committed to the process? We're committed to seeing the breakthrough over there, but are we committed to going through the process to get that breakthrough over there? I'm committed and I want to see. My business blow up. I can see it blown up. But can you see the process that it's going to take to get it to blow up? I can see my marriage being just fruitful. Are you committed to the process? Are you committed especially to the patience aspect of the process? Are you and I committed to that? To the patience aspect of it? When you see things going on and, and in your mind and in my mind, we have this, this clock that we've established. And we have this time. That we've established. And we have our agenda. That we have established. And we have our five point bulletin. That we have established. And we have told everybody. That this is what we've established. And we let everybody know. That this is what we have established. And then God says well. You, you're going to get there but not now. And I know you have a goal to have a house because you've been living in an apartment for years. And God, I want to buy a house. But have you embraced the process? And are you and I patient enough to say, God, while I'm not in the house that I want, I'm still going to glorify you in the apartment that I have until you bless me with the house that I'm. I'm can, can I have an Amen. Because you're still good, whether here or there, you're still God and you're still leading me and you're still faithful and you're still true and you're still just and righteous in my life. I'll be patient. And for all of us, we have to stop and realize that Abraham, one of the ways in which he displayed his faith was was by being patient. And when he got impatient, he started to sabotage his destiny. But he got back in alignment. For all of us, we have to stop and say, okay, God, I have to learn to be patient. He, and after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. After he had patiently endured, this is a part of the process. Am I a person that's willing to be patient? Or do I, do I, I have an issue with anxiety and worry and fear? These are all things that we've got to conquer as we're going through the process with God. And as God is taking us on this journey, we have to stop and say, God, deliver me from every worry that I have in my life. Teach me to rest. A a patient person is a person that has arrived at inner peace as they're journeying with God and they fully embrace his will for their lives. That I'm at rest within. I'm not flipping out patient. God's got it. He's got me. He's got me. Some, some of us we say, look yourself in the mirror and say, God did not bring me this far to leave me. Yes. Can I have an amen? amen? God did not bring me this far to leave me. Amen. Tell yourself, I'm going to be patient. Amen. 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 Be patient. I'm going to be patient. Don't rush. Well, Abraham was able to find this balance between his faith and his patience. And we see he becomes the father of multitude saints. I want to just, for us as a church, we want to constantly master this aspect of life. Because life is full of pressures. Life is full of goals. Life is full of desires. Life is full of things that we want to achieve. And all those things are Awesome. But don't just commit yourself to the goal. Saints, we got to commit ourselves to God's process. And as we do that, we prioritize God. We count the cost. We stop and begin to release our faith as we're journeying. And, And then most importantly, in the midst of all of it, saints, we just get a peace and a patience about us it'll come. It'll come. Surely it's going to come. Surely God has this goal for me. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this. I'm going to start this business right here. You ready to start? No. Don't push me. Be patient. How often do we don't say, we don't say that to people? Say, stop. Don't try to rush me. Just be patient. All right. Chill. God got this. We don't do that. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, let's go bust down the door and make it happen. We walk by faith and not by sight. I'm so grateful it doesn't say. We sprint like a man with his hair caught on fire and we get it done in the name of Jesus. It says we walk. Kind of like how Abraham had the opportunity to walk with God in the cool of the day. In the garden can i have an amen father today we praise you and we thank you that there's power in the process god you're making us you're rearranging us in some cases you're breaking us you're teaching us how to become completely dependent upon you and lord as we go through this process in developing our relationship with you help us to reprioritize That you come first. Mother, father, children, no one else comes before you in our lives. Lord, help us to count the cost. Just like the king that goes out to battle. Just like someone who's building a home. Help us to count the cost and understand that there's a cost associated with the process. And that there's going to be cost associated with the process as you're giving us goals and ideas that we count the cost lord help us to be people of great faith that we speak faith we live faith we walk by faith we communicate with people when it comes to our faith that we release faith out of our mouth we declare it and lord Help us to be people that excel when it comes to patience. That we are not people that are worriers and doubters. People of unbelief. People that are gripped by our fears and our concerns. You told us in your word to cast all of our cares upon you. For you care for us. That we release our cares to you. And we walk with you in the cool of the garden. We enjoy this patient journey with you and that lord we will endure when it comes to our patience we patiently endure and father i pray that in this church we would see the seasons of fulfillment that in this house that lord you would begin to spring forth seasons of fulfillment as we have continued To embrace the process. And I praise you Lord. That Lord you're bringing forth these seasons of fulfillment in our lives. And I just hear the word of the Lord. The Lord says that in this hour. The Lord says that I am not just establishing. The Lord says that I am building. The Lord says that the foundation has been laid. And the walls are being erected. And now is a time of advancement. And now is a time of reaping what you have sown. And the Lord says, in this hour, I will begin to manifest those things that you have dreamed of. I will begin to manifest those things that you have prayed about. And the Lord says, yes, it is a time of fruitfulness. It is a time for manifestation. The Lord says, and even as you have believed and even as you have trusted... The Lord says, now you shall see. The Lord says, lift up your eyes and see. The Lord says, lift up your eyes and see. See what I'm doing, seeing what I'm going to do. See what I have done. The Lord says, see how far I brought you. The Lord says, see where I have you. See where you're going. The Lord says, begin to see that which I have done, that which I am doing, and that which I shall do. The Lord says, it is a time of reaping. It is a time of manifestation. It is a time for growth in this house. And the Lord says that even as you grow, the Lord says you will go up, but you will also continue to go down. The Lord says you will go up, but you also will continue to go down in this season. The Lord says rejoice and be glad for your season has come, says the Lord.